With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Michigan Football Post Game Reaction Podcast here on Maze and Brew. This week, it's just me here, uh, Anthony Broom, team site producer and managing editor over at the website. We'll hop right into it here. Uh, Going to keep this one... Probably a little bit shorter, a little bit sweeter. Um, despite what we saw and some of the concerns that I have, I, I don't think I can really expand more than what you guys know my opinions to be, and I'll bring it up. But uh, Michigan goes to Penn State as a nine-point underdog, I believe is what the line closed at, and they lose 28-21, get into a 21-0 hole early, about halfway through the second quarter. Then we saw them wake up a bit, but it was a game where – I think, again, defined to me by self-inflicted wounds, uh, errors from the coaching staff, drops from the wide receivers, uh, some breakdowns on defense. It was a a team effort when things went well, and it was a team effort when things went poorly. So um, I, I guess we'll just kind of hop right into it here. Uh, they kind of put themselves into a situation early on where it was looking like hey, you know, maybe this kind of looks like how the Wisconsin game started, where you can't get anything going offensively. Um, You make some questionable decisions. The defense kind of gets punched in the mouth a little bit early on. But this was a team that, total opposite from that effort, they showed pulse, they showed a fight. They had this down to a one-score game uh, in the second half, late in the fourth quarter, and couldn't close it out. They had the ball with a, in their hands, fourth fourth and goal, with a chance to tie the game. And, and you, you guys know what happened next. Ronnie, ball, Ronnie Bell 
drops the football. It's a play that will probably plague him. I mean, I don't know what the hangover from this will be. It'll be kind of fascinating to see how he responds to it. I'm not going to sit here and dog the kid. Uh, Wide receiver drops were a problem on the night. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a few big ones early on. I think Tariq Black had one. I'm pretty sure that Nico Collins had one as well. I could be wrong. But that was a problem tonight. And Ronnie Bell, for as talented a wide receiver room as you have, no one was expecting him to be Michigan's most consistent wide receiver, Michigan's most reliable wide receiver. But in a a play that you had to have, football games on the line, seasons on the line, he didn't make the play. And that sucks. And it's unfortunate. And and I'm not – what we're not going to do is slander him. I mean, he's – He's done a lot more good than bad, but man, that was that was rough to watch, and I feel awful for him. I think the whoever's in charge of that broadcast who made sure they got the camera shot of him crying on the sidelines, like, "Hey, thanks, thanks, douchebags, thank you for giving Michigan State fans a screenshot to, you know, get tight in the pants with Ohio State fans. Nobody hates watches." a team quite like people across the nation hate watch Michigan football. So definitely appreciate you feeling that fire there. But, you know, at the end of the day, you guys know what happened. You watched the game. Uh, 21-20 or 28-21 loss is a respectable effort in that environment. I thought Michigan fought. They played really hard. They didn't give up. They didn't fold. And that in itself is encouraging because I don't know – I don't know if you'll face adversity quite like this until you see Ohio State again. Because honestly, and I'll, I'll sit here today and say it, I think that you have a good shot to beat Notre Dame. I felt that way before this game on Saturday. Michigan State, yeah, that's a rivalry game. It's going it's gonna to be tough, but they stink. Um, despite all of this, and yeah, Big Ten title, probably out the window. You have two conference losses. The margin of error is completely zapped away it's it's not going to happen and i'm sorry about that um you know a program close but no cigar isn't good enough i'm not make no bones about that i think that you can turn this season into a positive moving forward from here on out maybe that includes a win against ohio state i I don't i don't know we'll get into that um but the fact of the matter is this is a program that prides itself on measuring itself in these big game performances on competing for Big Ten titles, and you haven't won one since 2004. And honestly, yeah, it's not going to happen this year. So by the the next time they have a chance to shed that narrative, it's going to be it's going to be 2020, be 16. And then now we're talking, you're recruiting kids that weren't even born the last time you won a Big Ten title. We know the numbers now. Jim Harbaugh's one in ten against top ten opponents. Oh, and eight is an underdog. One and seven on the road against ranked teams. And that one win came at Michigan State last year, which was a bad team. And I'm not going to move the goalposts on that. Um, they were ranked at the time. you got to give them credit for that, especially in that a rivalry game. Yeah, you absolutely tip your hat to them there. But um, that's kind of my brief overview on where things stand. I want to talk about the hole they dug themselves into. We'll talk about the drops. I want to talk about Don Brown's defense and, and – whatever the hell that game plan was against K.J. Hamler, and we'll tie up some odds and ends stuff as well. But, you know, kind of starting things off, I I thought that 
early on, and I wanted to correct this from my takeaways, and I, I've made this correction already. Um, I think I was a little bit too hard on the coaching staff in the heat of the moment of the game. Um, the errors, the player errors are one thing, but the coaching staff has to put their team in positions to win. And I don't think they did enough of that early on. There was the punt. I mean, you, you had to use a timeout before. I, I've never seen a team take a timeout with 15 minutes on the clock in the first quarter. That's not good. I, I've never, you know, some of the fourth down play calling early on, you punt instead of maybe going for it and being aggressive. I didn't like that. I know Shea Patterson didn't like it either. You could see that on the sidelines. Um, you know, to go on the road and fall into a, a 21-0 hole right off the bat, probably not going to be the recipe for success. You might be able to get away with that when you play Northwestern, when you play Illinois, when you play Maryland, Indiana. And even even though they fought back in this game, they totally deserve credit for that. And like to me, if we're people say that I'm too negative sometimes. People say that our podcasts are too negative. The biggest positive is just how hard they played. That's a respectable effort for about two and a half quarters of football. Still haven't put together a full game. Maybe we'll start seeing that here. This team has grown since Wisconsin. This is a better football team. The numbers aren't there, but honestly, the, the evidence that we all made fun of Jim Harbaugh, offense is hitting its stride, getting better in all phases. I saw that on Saturday night. I did. Officiating in this game, I, there's a discrepancy there for sure. But to a certain point, and you know, I know a lot of you guys are Detroit Lions fans. What happened on Monday night in Green Bay was a case of a game being ripped away from a team. They didn't even have a chance to close it out. I'm not going to blame the rest for this game. You had the ball with a chance to tie with about whatever it was, three minutes left. You dropped it. You blew it on your own. I'm not dogging Ronnie Bell, but that's the reality of the situation. At a certain point in the second half, when you needed to have it, you just had to handle your own business. For the most part, I thought they did, and they gave themselves a chance. But when it mattered the most, which is kind of emblematic of, of where this program is at right now, they couldn't get it. They have a gripe with the officiating. But at times early on, it felt like the staff took them out of the game with, with some a few boneheaded play calls that I believe got better as the game went on. They did. They found something that works. We, we haven't seen a lot of the, the wide receiver screens or things like that. We saw that tonight. The running game, situationally, I thought played pretty well. Zach Charbonnet ran very hard. The biggest concern to me is kind of the plot thread that goes back further than this season. Maybe even a little bit further than last season. Don Brown has a rough time in games like this, and it, you know it's all fine and good. They, you know, you come out, you stop the triple option. We hear from Don Brown, and I know like he doesn't make his media schedule. I get that. The two times we've heard from Don Brown this year were after the Army game, and after the Iowa game. Two pretty. 
pretty stellar defensive efforts. I'll give him that. Would have loved to hear what he had to say after Wisconsin, and he did talk about that. I'd love to hear what, what his game plan was for this. Penn State has one offensive player that you absolutely cannot let hurt you. It's K.J. Hamler, a guy who's from the state of Michigan. Whenever Penn State needed a big play, they found K.J. Hamler, they found a matchup to exploit, and they got whatever they wanted to get. Michigan's doing a better job stopping those crossing routes. They're mixing in some zone. But whenever Penn State needed a spark, there was K.J. Hamler, whether it be... Josh Uche in coverage, which hey, they he did a he played his ass off. He played an awesome game. Josh Metell Josh Metellus was absolutely burned on the one that put Penn State up 28-14. And on a third down that they needed to seal the game. Hey, let's put KJ Hamler in the backfield and run it with them. First down, ball game. I don't know what more do you need to see from Don Brown. I like him. I think he's a good dude. I think he's an extremely, incredibly gifted football mind. He's entertaining as hell. But whenever a team has a schematic or a matchup advantage against him, they exploit it and he does not do a hell of a lot to stop it. That's a problem. All season, it's been defense is playing pretty well. The offense needs to help them out. Well, offense took a while to get going, but when you needed a stop, you couldn't get one. You're taking bad penalties. I I mean, it's, it is what it is at this point. But man, oh man, is that frustrating. Going to take a quick break here on our reaction podcast and come back and finish things up and, and look ahead to what's next for Michigan here on Maze and Brew. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Mason Brew Reaction Podcast. We're here talking after the game at Penn State. And let's address the elephant in the room. Anthony Broom here, team site producer, managing editor. Ronnie Bell, as I said before, has been Michigan's most consistent wide receiver all year. The drop in the end zone was absolutely brutal. Ended the game. Ended your shot at competing for the Big Ten title. Unless chaos happens, which I got to be honest. I was at Northwestern Ohio State on Friday. Ohio State put up a 50-burger, didn't even break a sweat. Uh, Nobody in the Big Ten is beating them, especially Wisconsin. Oh, God. That's a podcast for another day. That drop cannot happen. And Ronnie Bell knows it. Michigan knows it. And it's so cruel that that happened. But that's sports, and honestly, that's life as a Michigan fan. Things that usually go well stop going well in a moment where you need it to go well. Like I said, we're not going to slander the kid. We're not going to tweet at the kid. He's got a bright future at Michigan. He's a soft. This is a true sophomore, two-star recruit. They have something there, and I know people say, "Oh, well, two-star going to two-star." Well, guess what? Your five stars had their head up their rear ends as well. Donovan Peoples-Jones, two drops. Are you kidding me? That's unacceptable. It's so uh, cruel is the word I keep using. All year, we've wanted them to target the wide receivers more. And then when they finally get targeted, when finally something's cooking, they can't even hold on to the football. Michigan didn't fumble the ball tonight. They sure did drop a lot of them, though. I don't know what else you can really say about that. Um, The other units of the offense finally seemed to catch up with what we thought the talent level of that group was. And then that, they just, they didn't play well. Sometimes I wonder how much they do miss Jim McElwain on that staff because he honestly did a masterful job with the wideouts last year. I know it's a different offense and things like that now, but that guy was massively overqualified to be coaching the wide receivers. He's doing a pretty damn good job at Central Michigan, too. I needed to throw that in there, of course. But, man, oh, man. I keep saying man, oh, man, but it's like once you plug one hole, again, God, phrasing sucks with me here lately. Once you get one of those things fixed, it's like something else goes wrong. It's so frustrating. I don't even know if that's on coaching. I think it's just bad luck. What did we do to spite the universe? I don't know. I want to talk about Shea Patterson here a little bit. Um, guy played his ass off. I think everything you needed to... you. All that we asked is Shea Patterson played well enough to give you a shot to win this game. And and he did. And I know the stat line probably isn't that sexy. 
I mean, you look at what he did. Let me pull up the box score quick. He was 14 of 20. Or I'm sorry, that's Clifford. 24 for 41, 276 yards and a pick. Doesn't look amazing. But that guy gave you a chance to win. And I know we've talked here about at some point we need to stop judging the guy as a potential NFL quarterback and just judge him as a a college quarterback that can get the job done. What we saw from him was awesome. Outside of the pick was bad. The pick was terrible. I'm not sure what happened there. There were breakdowns all over the place. To go back and check that one out. Shea played very well, and it. Uh, there's nothing I wanted more than to eat the largest serving of crow about his play and his ability to lead them to a win. They didn't get the win, but again, it's it sucks how that game ended. I mean, we can get frustrated over... In year five, why doesn't Jim Harbaugh have a quarterback that's a star? Sometimes you just need a guy to make plays. And when the Wolverines have given him the license to do that, recently he has. The problem with that, as music plays on my computer here, is that at times, like when they take him off the field on fourth down, in one of those gotta-have-it situations... They, they handcuff him a bit. Which, to me, shines a light on the conservative approach that plagues them at times. Again, I, I know this, the initial thing in the takeaways, things move fast in post-game. I need to be better than that. I backed off that a little bit, but I still feel pretty strongly about those situations that you can really seize momentum and take it. You want to, there was a, a handoff on third and 14. I think it was in the first quarter. That I'm fine with certain things like that. When you're backed up against your own end zone, just take the punt, play field position. There's a chess match with field position as well. But Michigan had the ball for, I think, 38 minutes, 26 first downs, over 400 yards of offense. That should have won them this game. But what what comes next? I mean, the road ahead. We have to we have to take this season for what it is, and not what we hoped it would be. This season is a disappointment. It is, uh, in a lot of ways, a failure because you're. Pro- I mean, probably likely not going to beat Ohio State. But what definitely isn't likely is that Big Ten title hopes, unless there's some sort of chaos in the East. You're not going to win the Big Ten. I mean, it is what it is. You have three really difficult games uh, coming up. Notre Dame, obviously, quick turnaround. You play them next week at night now. Michigan State is going to be a difficult game because that's about all they have left to play for now because it looks like Mark D'Antonio is on his way out the door is to get one more win in Ann Arbor for Coach D. And you have Ohio State to the end of the year. And you still have to go on the road and play Maryland and Indiana. So at this point, like, what should our expectations be moving forward? I mean, what would constitute a 
successful year from here on out. I, I think that if you're able to go into that game, the game at the end of the year at nine and two, that's give yourselves a chance, improve enough to where you have a chance to win, like you had a chance to win this game on Saturday. You know, there's so much bad luck that Michigan football has had. So I kind of feel like if you just give yourself a chance against Ohio State, maybe uh, maybe some good old-fashioned stupid college football luck takes over. So what you're playing for right now is, you know, you hope that the offense can continue to improve, and you're hoping that, I mean, first of all, you want to see that this Josh Gaddis can work, that this offense can work. You'd like to explode at the end of the year because then you do have momentum. The Ohio State game has been a momentum stopper in that regard the last few years, as has the bowl games. I mean, I, I if they finish 8-4 and four or less, it's time to have the conversation. It is. But if you can find a way to get this thing to nine and three, and maybe get to a a, a a decent bowl game, show improvement on offense, show that you figured things out, that you are hitting your stride. I think, based on what we've seen from August thirty first to now, that would be a successful season. based on how it started. It's not a successful season based on what the preseason expectations were. Because it kind of feels like you're further away from Ohio State as you've been probably since 2015. And you're not, like, Jim Harbaugh, the thing that Jim Harbaugh's had to hang his hat on is that, yeah, I mean, you can pretty much count on him more often than not to get your team to 10 wins. If they don't find a way to get to 9 or 10 this year, that's a problem. This team's too talented for that. You guys know where I stand on the Harbaugh era. I've, I've called it indefensible. I've said, you know, I, I expect performances like this in big games, honestly, especially on the road. But if there's any sort of consolation or any, I don't know what to call it, step in the right direction, at least a little bit from a loss, this game was it. They went on the road, they competed, they gave themselves a chance to win. The last three games they've played in that situation, they've lost by 21 points or more. And have been embarrassed. And this was heading that way, but they pulled themselves out of it. This team has learned to counterpunch, and I respect that. It's disappointing. We know, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. You are what your record says you are. Not going to pile on, though. We, we've had that conversation. We've had that discussion. To pile on is a national hater thing, and we're, we're just not going to do that. question you can continue to ask yourself, though, is if this is good, or, good enough or not. You can be happy that the kids play hard, and you should. But at the end of the day, you you should be expecting more. 
This is not a moral victories program. You know, a, a team like, uh, let's just say Illinois lost to Wisconsin on Saturday. If you lost that game and it was close, you could feel you feel pretty good about that. Michigan, with all the resources they have available, should be a top 10 program. And they aren't right now. Based on on-field results. In fact, I mean, the record, I know there have been close calls and bad luck, but it's woefully inept. And I don't, I don't find that acceptable. And if I'm alone, that's fine. If you want to say I'm, I'm too negative, that's fine. But I, I can't sugarcoat those issues when it's that big of a trend. It's not a trend is trends can even themselves out over time. This is a habit. So next week it's going to be another opportunity to try and grab a top ten win. Um, not a. It's a non-conference game, so really it's just a shot to keep rolling and, again, give yourself a chance to get good enough to maybe give Ohio State a scare. I feel more confident in their ability to do that after tonight. It's weird to say, isn't it? So, loss is a loss nonetheless. You're 5-2. and two. You are... Believe three and two in conference play now. Yep, not gonna win the Big Ten, but we'll see where it goes from here. I don't think this anyone who thinks that this team will, this team's been through too much to to just f- close up shop. There's a chance this, these last five games can be pretty fun still. You're just looking for improvement now. No one's getting fired. No one's getting benched. Just improve. Get better. And since the Wisconsin game, to their credit, they have done that. Outside of that, I mean, you're not contending for anything the rest of the year. Winning these rivalry games are, are important. You got a chance to... I, think, I really do think you can win two of the three, which... A season like this, to, to grab anything out of it, if you have a 9-3 and three record and you were 2-1 and one against your rivals, and people will nitpick if the one loss is to Ohio State, and I get it. At least there's something you can grab from it and go, you know what, they took care of business more often than not in, in those types of games. Now, what happened at Wisconsin was unacceptable. The first quarter and a half of that, this game against Penn State was unacceptable. No moral victories, but I think you can be encouraged and concerned at the same time. I think that's fair. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Follow the website at Maze and Brew. You can get Maze and Brew podcasts wherever you get your shows. I don't. That certainly didn't sound like English. Wherever you get your shows, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone. As always, I appreciate your time. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, I think that I'm pretty subdued and pretty in the middle on this, but hey, 
we'll, we'll we'll have a conversation. We'll go back and watch the tape. I've only seen the game once. Some people would argue that's not enough to do takeaways or things like that, but uh, reactions are important. So um, that's going to do it for me. Uh, we'll see if there's a Monday podcast or not. Depends on travel and some other work things, but um, definitely looking forward to talking with some of the other guys, hearing some of the other shows, and going from there this week. So again, Thank you so much for your time, and we'll talk again soon.